Well, hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having an absolutely fantastic day today, a blessed day. Actually, I have some nice weather down here in Florida. It's going to be scalding hot, but it's uh, actually overall, it's nice right now. Not too many chemtrails for the day. We'll see what happens later on in the afternoon. It's been very interesting to watch. I've noticed this a lot. I've seen people, they've sent me photos, and I've talked to people about it, where a lot of these areas you're seeing either record drought or you're seeing record rain. In most cases, you start seeing massive amount of spraying from aircrafts up in the sky all day long leading up to issues that are occurring. I've talked about this before in the past with the aluminum and the barium. So it's interesting to see how those things happen on a regular basis right in front of us, and they still are never talked about. But in other news as well, wanted to bring up and let everybody know it looks like the N-acetylcysteine, one product of the week. As you know, this product has been one of the main products that was a target by the FDA trying to pull it off the market. And in their ruling, they said that they had no ruling when trying to remove it from the market. If you remember, there was going on for months and months last year discussing the fact that they wanted to make it a controlled substance for no legitimate reason whatsoever. There was not any clinically verified deaths from the product ever. That There were only a few small side effects reported, like a couple. Most of them were just like gastric disturbance because somebody took way too many of them. But yet the FDA took it upon themselves to try to tell everybody that we need to make it a scheduled controlled drug. While at the same time, the FDA goes in and approves emergency use for RNA gene therapy injections on children ages 6 to 4. Now, you can't come up with anything more hysterically contradictory than that, but that's what's happening. And the N-acetylcysteine, as we found over the past two years, it really started to shine its light during COVID. And a lot of times people were having problems with upper respiratory issues with lung problems and also detox, or basically detoxing compounds out of their body. The N-acetylcysteine was very effective at that. It helps out with antioxidant activity and also supports glutathione synthesis, which helps detoxify the body and reduce inflammation. Really, really effective product. We have it in a clinically relevant dosage as well, 600 milligrams per capsule. Very, very effective formula. I've got a lot of people that have been taking it now over the last two years, and they have just raved wonders about it, especially if you start getting sick. Or also, too, I've been hearing more about this, people that have gotten the injection that have been trying to detox and not get another shot have been taking N-acetylcysteine as well, which is a really, really good glutathione precursor, which is what I told you guys a second ago. It helps out with detoxifying the body and pulling toxins out of the body. So it may be something, as we do more research on it, may be very, very crucial in helping to pull out this RNA spike protein production that's going on in the body, which appears to be the primary reason so many people are having these inflammatory responses. As that's primarily what you're seeing. You're seeing the problems with people having blood clots. You're seeing the problem with the heart. Those are all inflammatory problems that are occurring from the shot of people that continue to get them over and over and over again. And they're not going to stop. And I've told you guys this repeatedly. They're going to keep bringing it up. They keep bringing up the monkeypox now. Everybody needs to get their smallpox injection. I told you guys on Monday the CDC is now putting together a protocol for children to get the smallpox injection in the event they get exposed to monkeypox. This is nothing more than complete and total theater at its finest example, 
anybody that gets exposed to a virus, the best thing to do is run the protocol we have talked about for years and have a lot of credibility with it working with thousands of people. That's the vitamin C, the D3 with the zinc, and the vitamin C with the antioxidants, by the way, with the quercetin. That's the best one with the D3, the zinc, and also the potassium iodide. Those all work really, really well together, and you can throw in the N-acetylcysteine as well if you feel the need to do so. But this is something that people have to realize. Stop watching and reading all the fear porn online. That's why I don't bring up probably 50, 60 articles I see. I don't even cover them on the show because majority of them are all controlled fear porn theater designed to make people fearful about something that they have no business being fearful with. I always encourage people, try to look at things and try to focus on things that you may have the ability to change or you have the ability to make known and expose so other people as well can expose it and we can make light and shine a big flashlight on what is going on all across the country. For example, I saw earlier now, Gazane Maxwell has now been sentenced to 20 years. Good riddance with her. I think she should have gotten more time than that. But the problem that I have repeatedly said with this entire theater show is she has simply been the scapegoat for this entire giant global child trafficking ring. What about all the people that she flipped over and talked about in her testimony that the judge refused to release and let everybody hear? What about the names that she turned over to evidence to the prosecutors? Why has nobody else been indicted? She is the only one that is basically going to prison for 20 years. She was simply the handler. Granted, I'm not discounting what type of sicko she is. She deserves to go to jail for pretty much the rest of her life for what she did to these young girls. But there were also a lot of other people involved in this in very high positions of power, and that is something everybody needs to be addressing and talking about on a regular basis. Why aren't they going after them when it's pretty clear they don't want the names exposed in the book? However, it's very important that we continue to address it and bring it up so that not only the algorithms and the hashtags and all these other forms of communication they monitor on a regular basis see that we're not going to let this go, the fact that maybe, maybe we will have some prosecuting attorneys that will try to pick this up and try to do something, hopefully, the best we can hope for right now with this whole weird situation. But good riddance to her. Hope she spends the rest of her life in prison. But I really, really hope that a lot of people get exposed that were involved with her because she was only the very, very, very tip of the iceberg that got the media coverage, Dad. What do you think? Well, I don't think she'll be going to prison. I think they're going to use a body double. I think they've already worked out a deal with her. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just it. I mean, you know, I mean, remember the guy, Ken LaHaye, when he got basically busted for Enron, also he had a heart attack, you know, the first day he got basically sentenced. And then, and suddenly, you know, he's dead like 30 seconds later and the body's whisked away and cremated immediately. And basically, um, Nobody ever did an autopsy. I mean, it's the same thing again, all over again. I mean, she could die in prison and she could be whisked away and autopsied and sent back to Israel. I mean, you know, she's an Israeli citizen. She's, she's Mossad. So, I mean, she got all the traps and all these people. They're all scared. They're going to, she's going to talk. I mean, if she's got nothing to lose and she basically is going to sit in prison and rot for 20 years off. So I don't think she really thinks that, you know, there's much to lose for that. And so I don't, I don't think they could, I don't think they could physically force her to stay there for 20 years and have her not run her mouth. And with a dead woman's switch and flip a switch, I don't think they can do it. So personally, my opinion again, I think that she'll basically, uh, you know, may go in there. They may have already replaced her with a body devil. If you notice, if you listen to the court trial proceedings, when they sentenced her, she didn't even speak to her family members that were sitting directly behind her. 
didn't speak to him. Now, why in the world would you not speak to your family members? I mean, you know you're going to go to prison. You know they're sitting right behind you. Why are you not speaking to them? Do you not? Is your voice not right? Are you a different person? You think they're going to find out that you're not real? Is this part of witness protection? And on and on and on and on. You say, well, that's all conspiratorial stuff. I just told you in the beginning. That's all my opinion. But it's like Austin said. Where are the men that raped all these girls? I mean, there are literally a 1,000 girls. Four came forward. Where are the rest of the girls? Are they all dead? Are they been sold into sex slave trafficking? Are they basically hiding somewhere? Are they ashamed? Nothing's been answered with this court. And she's and the judge, this 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 Kabbalist Luciferian judge who ruled over them, I guess, to the court, I guess she decided she should just cover everything else and do hush, hush, hush. And now they're talking about putting her in one of those you know, really relaxed federal penitentiaries, you know, where people come and go and they got a chain link fence around it and no armed guards and all that kind of stuff and just having her 20 years sitting there. I mean, the whole thing is just weird. But again, it's a giant cover up again, like it always is. But, you know, will she make it in prison? Will she be killed in prison? I mean, I remember there was a time, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if a child pedophile was sent to prison, that they would almost immediately kill that person in prison. Now, is that the same in the women's prisons? I don't know. But the whole thing about it is it's just a bunch of sick stuff. And and, and now they've got to, it's going to hush it up, they're going to sweep it under the rug, never forget. And I told you this a few weeks ago when I read that book, Dead Men Tell No Tales with Epstein. Epstein was in his cell. All of the cameras were turned off. His roommate had been vacated. Basically, all of a sudden, they find him dead after he hung himself off the end of the bed. How do you know that's even possible? And on and on and on and on and on. And suddenly, the person they bring out, they show a picture of a side profile, and it's not Jeffrey Epstein's earlobes. It's not Jeffrey Epstein's nose. It's somebody else. So this is just another giant, how should I say, funny, baloney nonsense that they're pulling on us again. I don't believe for one second. And we don't even know if it's the real Ghislaine Maxwell in prison right now. We don't even see her. We have no idea. It's, and yes, friends, it's that corrupt that, it's, that, it's, that I, everything I told you could be true. Or it could be just Lane Maxwell going to prison for 20 years. You know, it could be her to go into jail, but I don't think so. Why in the world would they take a chance of a dead woman switch unless she doesn't have one? You know, they've already seized the tapes, the actual physical tapes, but how do we know there's not an Internet record? And where do all the tapes go? Why are we not allowed as the general public allowed to see who these people were and what they did? These people are rapists. They're all rapists, statutory rapists. They have raped these young girls. They have abused these young girls, and now we don't even know who they are. We don't know who the people are who perpetrated the crimes. I guarantee you, if any of us got caught with a girl, you know, 15, 16, 16 let's say you're 25 years old, and you go out to a bar, which you shouldn't do, by the way, and you, find, and you run into a girl, and she's all dressed up, and she's got high heels on and a nice outfit, and she's basically beautiful, and she's makeup and everything else. And you find out after you went home with her that she's 16 years old. You thought she was 22 years old, and her daddy finds out. You're going to prison, bud. I'm letting you know that right now. You're going to go to prison for statutory rape, and you will be a convicted child offender, you know, a sex offender for the rest of your life, period. That's what's going to happen. Why are these people not convicted sex offenders? So forgive me for getting on a tirade about that this morning, but this really makes me angry that, again, we were not told the truth. And I told you guys this when it all started two years ago when she got arrested. I told you we would never find out who the Johns were. We would never find out what was going on with the real deal and that basically 
And this is a minimum sentence, by the way. She should have gotten 50 years. She's got all these girls that have done And the girls were crying and leaving the courtroom. And they're full-grown women now. And they're saying their lives will never be the same again. And several of them have tried to commit suicide. One of them tried to jump off a cliff to get off St. James Island into shark-infested waters just to get off the island because she was basically said she was trapped in Jeffrey Epstein's dungeon. Now, what the heck does that mean? Was there a dungeon underneath that temple? It's all stupid. It's all weird. It's all sick. It's all perverted. And it's all based out of the cabal and the Zohar and the sacrifice of human beings. And I can't stand any of these people that are involved in any of this stuff. But again, here we the people are, you know, paying the bill for this court trial and this judge, this Luciferian judge, as far as I'm concerned, basically gave her a really easy ruling. And basically now she's going to be who knows what. So, you know, the point about it is we don't know. We don't really know what's going to go on. Now, there's a really interesting article here and it's, um, called Just Paddling While the Empire Burns, and it's, it's posted through the Burning Platform. And, and, you know, what's interesting about this is I was reading through this, and I thought to myself, you know, this is our America right now. It's basically in flames, as Biden and Trump also, I will say that, and the hordes of hyena politicians in Washington, D.C., their captured corporate propaganda news mouthpieces, central banker fiat printing enablers, and the Davos billionaire cadre, are attempting a controlled burn of our world, but has become a conflagration designed to rage out of control and consume the planet in flames. And the article goes on to say, we are most certainly living in a time of crisis as this fourth turning hastens towards our rendezvous with your destiny. Not only is the American empire burning in an abstract sense, but the once Antifa BLM and pro-abortion terrorist groups, all funded by Soros and Gates and the Rothschild money, hit the streets again. The country is literally burning again. The crisis having violence and vitriol are all being engineered by puppeteers and visible government who controls the minds of the masses through media manipulation, nonstop propaganda, technological deceit, and social indoctrination through government schooling, the Frankfurt School. It was succinctly described by Edward Bernays nearly a century ago, who was the cousin of Sigmund Freud, Edward Bernays being another Kabbalist Luciferian, and here's what he said. The conscious and intelligence manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in a democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government. There we go, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes are formed, our ideas are suggested largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of politics or business, in our social conduct or ethical thinking, we are dominated by a relatively small number of persons who understand the mental process and social patterns of the masses. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind, Edward Bernays, 1928. Now, quite frankly, he was involved in all of this stuff. Just thought I'd mention that. But there's nothing that we can do at this point besides rely on Christ. That's it. And basically work on our local elections. That's all we can do. Our local school board, county commission, city commission, all of these different areas have to be taken control of again. We can't fix it from the top down. I've told you guys that repeatedly for the last three or four years. You have to go from a grassroots movement. You have to become, like Obama said, a community organizer. That's how they did this. That's how they did this with the socialism and with the communism and the school systems. They started at the very, very grassroots, door-to-door, working with people to basically get them into positions of power and authority in governmental structures. We see that locally in our own community. 
We've got all these people that don't care about what the people say. They don't care. Then, you know, we've called them out in the middle of the meetings, but it doesn't matter. When the power brokers that come in who have the money and the developmental money come in, if they're bringing people from Mexico or South America or wherever, I don't care. They come in and they build entire communities in our area that are basically fully run and controlled by who, what? Black Rock, State Street, Vanguarding, and, you know, and, and, and all the, all the Rothschild flunkies. And we see this over and over and over again. And he goes on to say, and this, this is interesting, he goes, I wonder if the people of Rome were baffled by their emperor's total, this is with Nero, by their emperor's total disregard, disregard for their well-being and safety as their city burned to the ground, as the minority of critical thinking Americans are today watching Biden, his Obama handlers, and their toadies in Congress systematically burn our once great nation to the ground. There's no doubt Biden is an incompetent, low IQ, brain-damaged, hapless, dementia-ridden, racist pedophile. But what is happening in this country and across the globe is not due to incompetence, but a purposeful distraction of all productive structures, small businesses, constitutional rights, and societal norms in order to implement a totalitarian techno-gulag across the world run by global elite of billionaires and their evil friends. Now listen to me, friends. This is something that we got to talk about for a second. I'm up here in this hotel up in Michigan. I'll be checking out here in a little while after the show. And I've talked to multiple people here. And the thing that I've noticed about this is you find people from all parts of the country. Yesterday, there was a guy from California. He was on the porch out front of the hotel, and I'm out there talking to him. And he's got this giant handlebar mustache, and his hair's all combed down over his face. And he looks like a you know pretty scruffy guy. And I, and I started talking to him, and he's from California. And uh, I said, I looked at my comment on his mustache and his sideburns. And he goes, well, I'm hiding behind my facial hair. I thought, wow, that's a strange thing to say or to even admit to. I said, okay, that's great. I said, where are you from? And he goes, I'm from California. I said, oh, how do you like your governor? He goes, oh, he's wonderful. We have the best governor ever. I said, oh. I said, have you been vaccinated? Oh, yes, I've had four shots now. I'm waiting for my fifth one. I'm taking all the shots I can get. I'm like, okay. He goes, have you been vaccinated? I said, no, I haven't done that. I said, I had COVID and I have natural immunity to it. He goes, no, you don't. I said, yeah, I do. I said, no, you don't. He goes, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. I think I was arguing with me, right? And finally, he goes, I'm going to get every shot I can possibly get. And I looked at him. I finally said to him, I said, look, I said, here's the deal. I said, how do you like your governor? He's, oh, we got a great governor. I said, okay. So you love the governor. You love the shots. You love everything. All right. Here's the deal. Get as many shots as you want. Have fun. Have a great day. I got to go. I left. There was no arguing with him. There was no reasoning with him. He had already made his mind up, and I'm seeing that more and more and more, especially as I go up north and I get away from the southern states, and I start seeing the liberal mindset of so many people up here. The north and the south in the Civil War were two separate countries. You had the liberals and you had the conservatives, even 150 years ago, and they don't mix. They don't do well together. They really, really don't. Then I got on the elevator this morning. Another lady's in the elevator, and I say to her, good morning. I said, and she starts talking to me. I said, where are you from? And she said, I'm from California. I said, how do you like your governor? And her response was, oh, I absolutely love our governor. He's the best governor in the country. Okay? That's California. So if you live in California, uh, you know, I feel bad for you, unless you're in a really rural area with conservative friends. You've got yourself a mess out there. But this is what they want the entire country to turn into. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago. You know, California used to be the bastion of Birkenstock shoes, no vaccinations, and eating clean, and eating the right types of foods. But now it's not anymore. It's an ambassador of liberal communists who want the rest of the country to support them out there and continue to give them federal money. That's all it is. That's what I liked about Trump when he said that he wasn't going to be giving any more money to California for various reasons if they didn't get along with the program when he first took office. 
but now they're saying that Donald Trump pitched an absolute fit, tried to take the steering wheel away from the guy driving him, blah, 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 to go to January the 6th. I don't believe any of that. I don't. I believe that Trump was completely controlled, and now other people are saying that that never happened. They were in the van also, and they're making up all of these lies in these January 6th hearings. I met another person here yesterday. She lives here on the island, and Sharon and I were talking to her, and she basically has been watching the hearings every day glued to the TV set, glued. I mean, she does not want to miss one minute of the hearings. Now, what is that going to do anybody? You know you're going to have a bunch of lies and a bunch of you know misrepresented evidence put out, and the truth of the matter is, you know, Donald Trump won the election. We all know that. I mean, it's not even a question of that. We know there was massive election fraud. You know, watch that video, 2,000 mules. The problem is, unless we fix the governmental systems that allow that to happen two years ago, this is going to happen again in two more years with Biden again. Unless it overwhelms the system like it did with Trump versus Hillary, you know, like back in 2016, where we knew that, you know, there was nothing Hillary could do as far as cheating enough in order to win. But it's, but it's an interesting scenario, isn't it? And, and I sit here this morning and I ponder it. And I think to myself, what has happened to our once great nation? And why are we so caught up in all of this weird stuff? And why is it we cannot find a way to make it work between the North and the South? And I'm sure they questioned that also back in 1861, didn't they? But the reality is, is this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of turning into a separatist. I really am. That the South should be a country and the North should be a country, and we shouldn't be forced to basically go together with the liberals and the conservatives. Because if you want to have a conservative place to live, basically live in a conservative area. And that's why I really like what the Supreme Court has done. They basically now said that, you know, abortion is legal in your state if you want it to be, and it's not legally nationwide. And I really hope that Clarence Thomas can push through what he said and get rid of the same sex bathroom nonsense and all this birth control being pushed in all of the schools, even in the South, because it's completely and totally corrupting the society of the conservatives. And then you get the, the these, these liberals moving into your areas, and you don't even know what to say to them. I remember a couple of years ago, I was up in North Carolina, and we got a, we're in a little town that's very, very conservative, like, you know, super high church going, right? And there's a fellow down there who moved up from Miami. He was a Jewish fellow. And he had moved up. It was living there in the summer times, six months out of the year in Miami, six months out of the year up in North Carolina, our little town. And I finally asked him, I said to him, I said, you know, why do you live here? And he goes, I really like the spirit here. And I said, oh, you like the conservative Christian spirit? He goes, well, yeah, I really like it. I really like being here. And I said, well, are you a Christian? He goes, no, I'm Jewish. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, why don't you become a Christian? Oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that. But I like the spirit. See, even the people that are the heathen who don't want to know Christ, who don't have any idea who Christ is, they know there's something different about Christians. They know that we have the joy that they don't have, and they understand that, and they want that, but they can't do that without being filled with the Holy Spirit. They can't find a way to do it in themselves so they can never have enough money. They can never have enough cars. They can never have enough lifestyle choices. All they want to do basically is find a way to corrupt everything to try to make themselves happy, and it's sad. It really, really is, and I find it agonizing having to deal with this because these people simply don't want to learn, they don't want to listen, and they don't want to realize that without Christ, it is not possible to have the righteousness, peace, and joy through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But I want to cover that with you guys this morning because it's been very, very frustrating to me from a from a societal standpoint being up here in northern Michigan and talking to a lot of these people. Now, there's some conservatives here, too. There was a guy yesterday walking with his grandsons. And you could tell these two were basically hunters. They were rednecks, and they had bought their grandson, who's like seven years old, a, a toy rifle. He's straight carrying the toy rifle right down the street. And I looked at the little boy, and I said, I like your rifle. They all said, give me a thumbs up. 
Guys, there's still enough of us that we can make a difference, but we've got to stand together. We really, really do. And you've got to tell your friends to wake up you know, and take a look at what's going on and realize if we don't change it, it's not going to get any better. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, it's well said, and that's exactly what I, I've told the exact same thing to a lot of my friends. I said if you get – in a conversation with somebody, and I, I told you guys the same thing yesterday, and you get in a conversation with somebody, you can tell it's just going full-blown stupid, and there's no reasoning skills, and the people are so inept, so moronic, that there's no there's no critical thinking left in their brain. There's no reason to sit there and get in an escalated conversation or argument or fight, God forbid, with them. There's no reason. You're not going to prove anything. You could get in a sanctioned fight with that individual. A sanctioned UFC octagon fight, and you state whoever wins basically has to submit to the other person's viewpoints. And, of course, all those individuals that hide behind their facial hair, majority of them are not going to be worth the snowball's chance and on asphalt in Florida on a hot summer afternoon in the middle of an actual fist fight, and you're going to win. And you could beat them unconscious, and you could say, okay, I've won the fight now. Now you have to listen, and you have to basically go along with my beliefs. They still won't do it. They'll say, no, you cheated. I couldn't win properly, so I'm the one who's still right. I'm right about everything, about all the time, because that's what I am. When you start having people that are so brainwashed and their brains are so mashed potatoed from all the basically psychological operations that they've allowed to occur on them with what they've watched with the television and the music and the movies and continue to have zero critical thinking whatsoever, there's no ability to have a conversation with them. Same thing you see with these lunatics that can't make up their mind right now with the abortion thing. You know, six months ago, they were screaming and yelling, stating nobody had a right not to get the shot. You have to get the shot to protect me. Still haven't figured out that logic. My shot doesn't work unless you get your shot. That that was the one that I really started to realize how stupid a lot of people were. Then they come out a few months later and say, everybody needs to be disarmed because we have to protect the children. It's all about protecting the little kids. The little kids deserve to live. Nobody should be able to own a firearm or be able to basically stand up and defend themselves. Remember, these are the same people a couple months back that said, you don't have a right to function in society unless you get the shot. The same people said, you have to give up your guns to protect the young children. Now those exact same people are outside screaming and cussing, stating, we have a right, a constitutional right to murder our child in birth, all the way up to full-term abortions. We have a right to execute our child because it's our right. Guys, they're double-minded. Nothing they, nothing they say makes any sense at all. It's just the rantings of deranged lunatics. And you end up with people like this in every society. You can even look back at Rome, and there were always a segment of society that were just deranged lunatics. They were pretty much the crazies of society. The problem with it is in pretty much most societies, most generations, most empires, the crazy lunatics of those times were deemed as such, and they – maintain that notion as such the issue we're running into now is that now we're being told these deranged lunatics that have no critical thinking they're the ones that have to start dictating the rules laws and current conservative values and total ethics and morals of this country like we saw yesterday i told you guys with the videos in la and in basically over there in um uh, Portland. We've got in, grown individuals running around naked, shaking their bodies in front of children. 
any other normal part of society, they would be immediately arrested for indecent exposure to a minor, which will turn you into a registered sex offender. Period. Period. There, there's no if, ands, or buts. You're going to get convicted, especially if you're on video camera doing that. There's no rebuttal to it. But yet, these areas where the basically insane individuals are running the asylum now, they're the ones, the small, small group are telling you, you have to allow your children to be exposed to this perverted transgender ideology at five years old. Guys, you're not crazy or weird for not wanting your children to be exposed to this. You're an actually very good parent for not wanting your children exposed to this. These individuals are the sick, perverted weirdos that are trying to expose your children to this. Do not let the media, do not let the news, do not let the AMFM radio, do not let Sirius, don't let Netflix, don't let any of these propaganda sources come in and make you think that you're weird or you're bad or you're not a good person because you don't want to have your children exposed to this perverted ideology. Don't do it. Don't allow it. It's from the pit of hell. It's complete and total satanic agenda to try to normalize and justify pedophilia. That's what it is. It's highest level. I mean, and then we see this double-sided rules for thee but not for me concept. I still – I told you guys Monday – when I was on the show solo, I said, I'm still waiting to hear about in the local news when we're going to have the June 24th Arizona insurrection investigation, when, when that's going to come about. Still, as of today, haven't even heard a peep about the situation. And if you guys didn't hear the show Monday, you had a huge group of anti-lifers, you know, pro-abortionists, that tried to storm and break into the Arizona Senate building while the Senate was in session voting on bills, Arizona law enforcement and Phoenix PD had to actually use tear gas to break up the group and prevent them from breaking into the Senate hearing. They actually had to tell all the senators in the Arizona Senate building that they had to stay in place because they were basically in a hostage situation and they could not get out of the building safely because of these anti-lifers screaming, yelling, making death threats, trying to break into the building. That was on Friday night of last week. Not a peep. Not a peep on mainstream media. And again, I'm still waiting to hear the June 24th Arizona insurrection investigation because this whole January 6th thing is turning such a side clown show. It belongs in the Barnum and Bailey Circus Act. I mean, it, it has become so asinine. Majority of people, the ratings are like through the floor. Nobody's watching it. Nobody's taking it seriously. Now they had some moronic girl come on the other, the other day. I saw the video of it. And she stated that Trump jumped to the front of his presidential limousine and tried to grab the steering wheel to yank it out of his driver's hand to force him to go to the Capitol so he could speak. First off, let's be clear. The driver of the presidential limousine doesn't have to have the steering wheel yanked out of his hand. If the president wants to go somewhere, he simply says, hey, we're changing course. Tell my Secret Service detail we're stopping or we're doing something. And they listen. He's the president of the United States. He doesn't have to lunge to the front of the limousine and try to crawl up there to yank the steering wheel out of the driver's hand. This was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. And now you've got multiple Secret Service agents that have now stated they will testify under oath that that was a complete and total fabricated lie and none of it happened. Why are they doing this? It's theater, guys. It's designed to be a sideshow side distraction. Just like Barnum and Bailey, the old circus act. That's what it's all about. While you have literally 
shortages all across the country with food right now. You have Germany talking about basically rationing food. They're now talking about infant baby formula again, shortages again because Abbott shut down again because they had a flood. All these things that are starting to occur, and we're basically still watching you know, Kim Kardashian talk about her dramatic over just ridiculous life. And everybody's, oh, 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 bread and circus, bread and circus. This is what they've done. They did the same thing in Rome. They gave people the games, they called them, where you know everybody fought to the death in the Colosseum. That kept everybody focused on that, kept everybody distracted on that. This is why I've told you, do your own research. There's a lot of stuff going on right now that people need to be hedging against, especially when it comes to the food market, especially when it comes to water, water filtration and stored water. This is why I've told so many people before. If you got food back up, you got some of the organic food buckets or the meat food buckets like we have, or if you got beans and rice, make sure you have adequate backup water. Because water is one a lot of times people take kind of for granted and go, oh, you know what? We got water bottles or we got, you know, water at the store. What happens if you can't get to the store? What happens when you run out of water bottles? What happens if you can't really get out of your house because it's getting chaotic and you need to defend your neighborhood? Well, I mean, if you got a pool, you could drink pool water and the chlorine that's not it's really ideal. You need definitely run it through a filter, but the best is have some backup, true, distilled, purified water that you basically have on deck, and you can do that and store it and throw some basically the Aquatrace minerals in it and store it and cycle it. That's what we do over here. You can get two and three gallon BPA free storage containers as well. There's a lot of stuff you got to think about, especially when it comes to preservation and protection with the family, because you know what, the kids are the largest responsibility right now. I've told numerous of my friends around here recently to make sure they're staying on top of stuff, especially when it comes with defensive measures. We're probably going to be taking another rifle pistol vehicle class next month with a couple of my buddies, one of my Army Ranger buddies that I know. I had a phone call last night with a guy that's been out of town. He came back into town. He's got an older Mercedes. I think it's like a 2006, 2008, and he lives right off the lake. He just he built his house by himself. I mean, I saw him setting his own trusses right off the lake, and they put Section 8 housing behind him now. We have a local realtor here. I'm not going to mention a name who's complete and total steaming pile of filth who I don't know how he still operates in this area, and he's ripped off numerous people in the area, and he got cleared to get Section 8 housing approval right behind this lakefront community. And I talked to my buddy last night, and his Mercedes got stolen out of his driveway two nights ago. And they recovered it halfway across town. And basically, they ended up arresting two of the individuals that were involved where they parked the car at their own house. And they found out that this was now, Sheriff's Department found out this was a, another gang initiation. That they were told they had to go steal some type of high-end vehicle if they wanted to get initiated into a gang. And again, it was another Puerto Rican crime syndicate. I've told you guys before, I have no problem with Puerto Ricans. I have no, a lot of them that are really good. There is a huge, huge crime wave that's starting to occur in Central Florida, and it's very, very much so based from Puerto Rican crime syndicates that are coming out of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, if you've been down there, has enormous crime in some areas, enormous. I've got buddies that go down there and that basically have family down there. And they said there's certain areas of Puerto Rico you don't even stop at the red light. You stop at the red light, you're going to get carjacked if you're in a nice car. You just don't stop. You just run stuff. It's lawless in some areas down there. And they've been bringing them up here, hundreds of thousands for the last few years now after that hurricane, and they're bringing family members up now. And now they're treating Florida, United States of America, just like they have their own island that is now complete lawless in some areas. And 
my sheriff buddy that t- talked to him, he's one of my good sheriff buddies, he's team leader on SWAT, he's told me, he said, you absolutely make sure that you have your firearm on you at all times, not in your vehicle, not in your four-wheeler, not in the back seat. You keep your firearm on your person, and you know how to draw, and you basically know how to get out of a vehicle or get out of a situation if you have to do so. He said, it's going to get worse. He goes, you see the areas in Orlando. I told you guys the other day, I took the kids up there to this big like mall area with all this stuff. I got in almost two mild confrontations with workers there because they did not speak English, like did not understand me, gave me blank stares when I'm trying to ask them questions and buy something. Couldn't understand me. And I'm like, dude, we're in Orlando. I'm like 30 minutes from my house right now. You're working here. You have a job here, and you literally cannot even understand me, what I'm saying to you right now. So somebody else had to come up and actually communicate with them and interpret. And I'm like, guys, what's going on with this? Well, a lot of it's because nobody wants to stand up and say anything. Nobody wants to be vocal. Nobody wants to come in and say, listen, we got to do something in our community area. This isn't okay. And then it comes a point in time, as I've encouraged people, sometimes it's if it is to be, it's up to thee. You know, Dad used to tell me that a long time ago in the gym, working out and having workout partners in and out. And I've had tons of workout partners, so has he. And sometimes, you know, you get new ones. Sometimes some quit. Sometimes some aren't reliable. And it is what it is. And you always say, well, I need, you know, somebody to help me work out. I need somebody to motivate me. Well, he always said, what happens if they don't show up? Well, so show up. If you're relying on somebody else to protect you, if you're relying on somebody else to provide you security, what happens if they don't show up? Well, you're on your own. That's why I've said before, the concept of being self-sufficient has eluded a huge portion of the United States population now over the last 10, 20 years. We constantly have this idea that it's somebody else's problem to take care of me. It's somebody else's problem to buy me food. It's somebody else's responsibility to provide me security. Guys, newsflash, you talk to any real sheriff that's actually truthful with you, they'll tell you it's not their responsibility to protect you. 95% of the crime scenes that happen, they're there to sweep up the mess and take a report. That's what they're there for. They're not there when the main crime happens. It's very rare unless they're the ones who are directly involved in it from the beginning, like a traffic stop that goes sideways. The majority of crime incidences that occur, they're not there. There's a video from out in California. I had mom post on ST Brower. Guys pumping gas, pumping gas at the gas station, pump gas, pumping gas, pump, 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 pump. completely oblivious. Three individuals in ski mask walk up behind him off the sidewalk. They grab him in a throat lock, basically, you know, basically from the back, rear naked choke. Another one walks up and starts punching him in the face. Another one's trying to get in the car. The guy grabs his keys and he throws them out into the parking lot, which made the perpetrators basically knock him to the ground and run out there and grab the keys. And then basically threw the gas nozzle out, jumped in the car, and took off. Straight carjacking. Right on camera. Right on camera. Broad daylight at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And the guy's basically sitting there as his car's gone. And this is why I tell people on a regular basis, make sure you maintain situational awareness when you're out in public. Gas stations are one of the fastest, most easiest ways for perpetrators to get a hold of you. I told you years ago there's an incident. I was at a gas station. It's not even in business anymore. It was over towards Winter Haven, and I was getting gas. This is when I had an old forerunner way back in the day. And I'm sitting there filling up my gas, and all of a sudden this guy starts walking. And I can tell he is twacked out. I mean, you can just see his body language, everything. And he starts walking over to me. I mean, beeline, straight makes eye contact with me. And I immediately have my front door open. Boom, front door open, barrier. Put my hand out, say, stop. 
Oh, hey, man, I used to see if I can get a couple quarters so I can just get some food. I said, no, I'm not giving you anything. Back off. I said, I can already tell you're on dope. Back away from me right now. And I have my pistol on me. He goes, oh, okay, man, sorry, sorry, sorry. He backs up. He could tell my body language was absolutely not going to be a victim. Now, the biggest thing about that, you have to watch out. While you're interacting with him, you've got to make sure you keep situational awareness behind you and that he's not the distraction that somebody else is going to come up behind you and put you in a rear naked choke and then jump in your car and take it off or beat you or rob you or knife you or shoot you and, and, and. Now, I know this is a very serious conversation I'm having over there, buddy, but I had a very serious conversation last night with my friend who's right down the road from me about this as far as his car getting stolen. This is going to start occurring on a regular basis all across the country. These little pockets of very, very violent behavior you're seeing in Portland and L.A. and Seattle and stuff like that, these are the beginning phases. These always happen in the worst areas first, and it escalates, and it starts to spread like a cancer. And the more people start getting desperate, the higher fuel prices get, the higher food prices get, the higher things continue to escalate, the more you're going to start seeing people get desperate, and more people are going to start basically getting violent when they need stuff. This is crucial that you maintain situational awareness and that you understand what you need to do to defend yourself. And if you have a spouse, you train her the same way. Take her and take her to pistol classes. Teach her how to shoot. Teach her basically how to basically, if somebody tries to break into your car, you punch the gas. You deal with the cops and the ramifications later if you're running over a perpetrator. That's why the state of Florida, great Governor DeSantis, wrote in the law basically if somebody is blocking your access to drive freely on your way and you feel your life is in great danger, you cannot be charged with running them over. People do not have a right to step out in the road and prevent you from traveling and try to start beating on your windshield. That concept in some of these liberal cities is insane to me. You have to sit there, basically can't hit anybody with your vehicle while 30 people descend on your car, start stomping on your windshield, telling you they're going to kill you. Oh, you can't, you can't do anything, guys. You just need to peacefully resist and just sit there and make sure when they break into the car, you just urinate on yourself, and maybe that will deter them. Literally what they say in some cases. No, you punch the gas if you can get out of there. Always, always, always try to get out of the situation of the vehicle first. The vehicle becomes inoperable, then you have to fight your way out of the vehicle. Then you always get out of your vehicle. You don't sit in the car. Cars are bullet magnets. So, again, I encourage you all, as things are going on, make sure you hedge yourself properly in the situations that you need, whether it's a gear bag in your car, whether it's extra food buckets, whether it's extra water, whether it's extra ammo, whatever it may be, extra training. These are the times that things start going on. Remember what I told you at the beginning of the show? There's certain things that we're not going to change. I'm, we're not going to indict the Rothschild banking cartel and the Federal Reserve. We're not going to do it. Hillary Clinton's not going to prison. There's certain things that just aren't going to happen. But there are things that you can change and you can control in your life, like your relationship with God Almighty, like your relationship with your family, like your health, making sure you have the ability, if you have to go sprint 100 meters – are you going to fall on the ground collapsing because you don't know how it feels to run with a gear plate, you know, a plate carrier on carrying a rifle? You have no idea because you've never trained before or how to actually run with a rifle and not slap yourself in the face and drop it, how to properly sling a rifle. All these things are stuff that you do and you operate and you train with before you get in those scenarios and situations, especially if you are the leader of your home and you're basically your family's executive detail protection. You're in charge of it. It's your responsibility, my friends. So, again, continue to stay strong. Continue to stay fit. Keep your immune system up right now. Keep hammering the vitamin C and the D3 because I personally think they're going to try to roll out some other weirdo situation over the next couple months. As Biden already told us, there's going to be another pandemic 
from the clown show. So again, keep your body strong, keep your mind strong, and continue to stay focused on the things you need to stay focused on, Dad. What do you think? No, very good segment, Austin. Uh, now, let me clarify one thing. It's legal in the state of Florida that if you get into a situation where you're being blocked and you can push through the traffic with your car, I don't recommend you doing that in a city that's not going to have that as being legal. And here's why. From a stand, from a logistic standpoint, you need to be more careful and not go into those areas where that could happen. Just be careful with that. It's yes. really, really important because, you know, we're not telling you to run over people because you may end up going to prison for the rest of your life by doing that. But, You've got to have such a situational awareness. I knew a lady one time, and uh, she's up in Boston, and her husband's an idiot, to be honest with you. And uh, they were they'd gone to the theater, and they were driving back, and he decided to make, take a shortcut through the ghetto, through the Section 8 housing. And when he did that, a, a whole group of people got out in front of him and stopped his vehicle. And what they did is they basically uh, stabbed him multiple times. And they drag the woman out of the car to rape her. She's a blonde. And somebody yells, you know, we're going to rape the blonde. Well, they didn't use the word rape. They used the F word. And then she screamed out in the name of Jesus and said, you can't do this to me. I'm a Christian. I'm calling on Jesus, right? And and they immediately stopped. They didn't know what to do because I guess somebody's grandmother someplace must have known who Jesus was and it taught them something about Christ and who, who Jesus is. And they stopped. And they literally had torn the door off the car. And the, the, the guy, had, they had to go to the emergency room because the woman was all beat up and scratched up, and the man had been stabbed multiple times. And he's a big guy, but he's, he's a wimp. He's like six foot five, and he's a wimp. And uh, the sad part about it is when you get 20 or 30 or 40 people around you like that and you're driving to an area you shouldn't go, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. There really isn't, unless you use your car as a battering ram, which I'm not suggesting you do that because there's too many states that have too many laws against that. And, again, you run over 15 or 20 people – uh, somebody's going to tell everybody who you were. They're going to give out your name. They're going to give out your phone number. They're going to give out your address. And, they're all, they're, and you're going to have all these people's families and friends and other drug addicts coming to your house. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It's going to be bad if you plow through a group of people. So be very, very careful with situational awareness, especially if you're pumping gas. There's certain areas where you shouldn't pump gas or even go into these areas, period. Don't buy They say, well, the, the fuel's cheaper there. Okay, well, what is your life worth? You know, I like going to places that have really broad parking lot with attendants that are really really well lit that's i like those you know i know sam's club i I use that all the time and i'm not promoting that big global chain you may have a local gas station locally that you'd rather go to anyhow that's safe but i like it there because there's an attendant there's all these other people there all the time and it's very well lit and you don't have riffraff go there because everybody has to have a sam's club membership to go in there so it, it makes it different it makes it more palatable to me but I've had the same thing happen before at gas stations like Austin. Now. You have people come up to you, and you got to be very, very careful on who's behind you. Now, what I tell Sharon is this. Every time I go out into a parking lot, especially at night, if I'm leaving a mall or going anywhere, I always put my hand in my pocket because I, I have a holster in my pocket. I'm a Sharon soda holster into my pocket, and I always keep my hand on my pistol. You think, well, gosh, did that sounds paranoid. No, that's being prepared. I'm not planning on pulling the pistol out and shooting anybody. I mean, that's the last thing I'd want to do. But if I had to do it, I would be prepared to do it, if that makes sense to anybody listening right now. But Austin's also right. You've got to have tactical training. The last thing you want to do is shoot yourself in the leg or in the foot. I saw that happen a few years ago with an NFL player. He was in a, in a bar you know, with a gun in his warm-up pants, and he shoots himself in his leg. I mean, you, you can't be doing that either. You may hit a femoral artery and bleed out and die. So you've got to be careful with weapons. You're dealing with deadly force. And if it has to be drawn, it has to be drawn. That's why I really am glad they allow you to do that in Florida now 
that if you basically get into a confrontation, you can pull the gun and fire a warning shot. Before, if you did that in the state of Florida, you had a mandatory three years of prison. That's ridiculous. I don't want to shoot you, so I'm going to fire a warning shot. Now you're going to prison for three years because you fired a warning shot because you don't want to be confronted with these people. It was stupid. It was a stupid law, and they finally got rid of it. But be very, very careful. I don't know how in the world we got off onto this track today with all this tactical stuff, but it's really important that you understand as things progress, as we see them happening, we've got to be aware of the fact. And, and you know, it's always strange to me, and it's also right, even when these liberals, if something happens to them and they get beaten half to death because they're supporting a certain group, this happened in Germany. Happened in Germany. This one woman was all about, all about, all about, all about, you know, bringing an immigrant. Immigration from Somalia, more immigration from Somalia, more immigration from other third world countries. And suddenly she gets beaten and raped. And she finally said, look, this, the integration really didn't work. You know, she was like so pro-immigration, so, but they're not integrating. They, they want to bring their values from their, from their Muslim countries into our country, and they don't see women the same way that Christians see women. And so we, it's very important that you understand all of that stuff. By the way, the elite, supposedly, the, the Rothschild scum, they're finally revealing that their number one enemy is Christians. In spite of all the crazy stuff they're doing with all the horrible stuff they're doing with the transgenders, they're now saying their number one enemy are Christians. Let me read you what it says. It says, while this gender sexual anarchy is exploding nationwide, this is from the Kabbalah, by the way, from the Zohar, and the rest of the deranged Biden agenda and from engineering an ever-expanding foreign invasion of America across the southern border to destroy the nation's fossil fuel industry, everything now, they've just, they've, they finally identified their biggest enemy is Christians. They say, that's right, Bible-believing Christians, morals-affirming, Ten Commandments, and Sermon on, Mount, Sermon on the Mount, loving Christians are the real enemy. Because why are they saying this? Well, here's why. Of course, throughout the Biden area, many tricky substitute names for Christians have been stealthily deployed by those in power who daily blame white supremacists, Christians again, they want to believe that's all Christian, conservative fascists, to be Christians again, violent extremists, that we Christians again, though we don't really do anything violent, domestic terrorists, which we really just kind of go to church and love God, and other never-defined groups for anything they claim to find intolerable about America. Some of their attacks have been considered staggeringly idiotic, like officially branding parents, parents as domestic terrorists for complaining at school board meetings about teachers and indoctrinating their children with critical race theory and Marxist theology and, and rhetoric. I mean, it's what they do. All of this stuff is going in and trying to destroy the nuclear family, which, you know, primarily in this country still still composed of God fearing Christians. And I and I find it I find it horrible that this has actually happened. This is the group that did, that has done this. And what we need to realize is that the Rothschild Rockefeller Foundation, you know, they told everybody what they're gonna do. They they predicted all of this stuff on what they were going to do. And what they found is that we're there's they, they we were told years ago that we had a looming food shortage. We were told years you, we were told years ago, you know, basically to resist, you know, the table meeting, the moment to transform the U.S. food system. According to the Rockefeller Foundation, the pandemic revealed deep problems in the U.S. food system. And while the report stresses the need for healthy diets, they don't want us to have organic or grass-fed. They don't want us to have any of that stuff. They want us to eat their GMO nonsense. The World Economic Forum has for years promoted the idea that insects should be recognized as healthy, sustainable protein. I mean, they want to see bugs. This is the group, the Great Reset, is part of this, and we need to understand it. It's the Rothschild, Rockefeller, and their subs and their and their cutouts, their their flackies and their junkies and their weirdos, that have done all of this to us. It's the international Kabbalist Luciferian banker systems. It's a satanic attack on the entire planet. And once we understand it, it make a whole lot more sense to everybody. By the way, guys, 
I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And, I mean, again, that's what I told people. you got to start addressing it. You can't just pretend it's not there anymore because that's the fastest way that we've gotten in the situation that we've occurred is just not saying anything. Just blindly going along with things that happen and saying, well, well you know, okay, we'll just we'll just go along to get along with it, and we're past that point now. And so again, I really do appreciate all the friends and family and health masters, listeners and supporters, and everybody that supports this show helps us get this news out here. We really, I mean, I get a lot of emails, a lot of comments from people all across the world. I mean, there's people in Australia that listen to this show, got people over in Europe, and they've said a lot of the same thing. I've had numerous, numerous emails from customers and listeners in Australia, and they say, dude, do not lose it in Florida or in the United States. Do not lose your gun rights, the ones that are awake in Australia. They said, we, we did it here. We allowed it to happen. Now look what they did to us. I mean, concentration camps for people that may be in contact with somebody that may be positive with COVID, you know, extricating them and extracting them out of their house, going in and putting them in concentration camps for two weeks against their will. I mean, what? That's supposed to be okay? That's supposed to be normal? Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have a tyrannical, out-of-control government. Look at China. There's zero COVID policy. I saw an article last night. They said that China's zero COVID policy could go for at least five years now. Five years. Zero COVID policy. That's complete and total sham. The whole thing's a sham. They keep shutting everything down on a regular basis. They keep arresting people. They keep People keep disappearing over there all the time from what I'm hearing. Nobody knows where they go. I know Oregon harvesting is a huge, huge moneymaker in China. Is that where people are going? I don't know. I'm not making any claims. What I am saying is there's a lot of weird stuff that's continuing to occur. And what we're starting to see right now, it's very, very clear that they're going to continue to push the agenda as long as they can and as people continue to comply. I saw an article earlier, and this is something that, you know, it just goes along with what I've been telling everybody with the diesel market. Matthew George, who basically used to run Spartan Tuning, who did DPF deletes, this article came out of Market Watch. They talk about polluting the air we breathe now. This mechanic is going to pay $2 million in fine and doing a one-year prison sentence for designing and selling over 10,000 DPF delete tunes. Now, what's interesting about this, this whole article goes into detail on how it, it caused so much more pollution, and it did this and it did that. First off, it's complete and total lie. If you actually look at how they got the DPFs approved through the EPA, they went in and took some of the nastiest diesel-running vehicles they could, and then they went in and shoved a filter on them and basically said, if we do this, it will prevent the pollution. They didn't look at longevity of the vehicle. They didn't look at actual proper tuning of diesel engines, which you can do especially if you delete the DPF, you can sometimes two and 300% increase on your fuel mileage. I'm talking high 20 mile per gallon on full size 2,500 F250s. Well, 26, 27, 20 miles per gallon. They normally get 10 to 12 miles per gallon with a DPF on them. With zero black smoke, zero problems with emission as far as with being dirty on these tunes. EPA didn't want that. They wanted to go in and be able to constantly push this DEF fluid, which is now getting shorted, by the way. Tons of shortage all over the country I'm hearing about with DPF fluid. Now we're starting to see the diesel engines don't run for garbage now after about two or 300,000 miles. I mean, they're shot. Most of the time, they don't even run that good because they start having the EGTs build up too long after these, these filters. It was all designed 
to reduce the ability for people to be able to travel and tow. Remember, majority of people that tow really, really big campers and really big trailers and fifth wheels, they use diesel engines because the torque is so much more effective on those compared to the little gas engines. They don't want people to be able to hook up a fifth wheel, you know, motorhome and travel across country and go camp out somewhere. They want people to have their little electric car, has a little 150-mile range. you got to sit at a charging station every, you know, two, three hours and charge up for 30 minutes. That's what their goal is. That's why it's really, really important. We do everything we can to contact our senators and our Congress and make sure we end up getting some people that are real in there this fall midterms. This is the last chance to actually do some reform on this and stop trying to pretend that all of a sudden we're just going to go electric in this country after 120 something years of, you know, petroleum usage and all of a sudden we're just going to go in and turn everything electric in five years and it's going to be okay. Continue to be vocal, my friends. Continue to get the truth out there. There's so many articles and research that's constantly coming up. We post it on the website on a regular basis, especially when it comes to the COVID shot and how many people are still falling, falling prey to this thing. And again, focus on people that you know you can possibly make a difference in, that you can spark some truth in. And they go, okay, you know, I want to learn more. Like that's said earlier with the guy, you know, hiding behind his facial hair. You're not going to win anything with that. You're just going to go to absolute stupid, to zero. There's no, there's no reason even going into a detailed conversation with them because they've set their mind up that they are going to be ignorant morons and they are not going to change their mind. They are happy being morons. They're happy being communists. Continue to get truth out there for ears that want to hear, my friends. Thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters. Keep your immune system strong. Keep your body strong. Be sure to check out the product of the week that's updating the N-acetylcysteine NAC formula. Really, really good product. I explained it earlier. Be sure to check it out. It'll be on sale as product of the week. Y'all voted it won. So, again, get the truth out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for allowing us to keep this show commercial-free for a straight hour. No ads, no commercials, no pop-ups, no nothing. That's for you guys because I hate commercials. <laughs> and the only reason we do it and we can do it is because of support of Health Masters. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.